Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Morning shot. Good morning. Tensions on the Korean Peninsula are rising once again. At least four rounds of missiles were fired by North Korea in the past week alone in response to the largest joint military drills that the US and South Korea are holding in five years. And the latest we're hearing this weekend, just days after Pyongyang test-fired an intercontinental ballistic missile, North Korea's state media is claiming that about 800,000 of its citizens have volunteered to join or re-enlist in the nation's army to fight against the U.S. To put all this into perspective, if the situation is unprecedented and whether we should be concerned about regional security, we're joined by Dr. Bong Yong-shik, research fellow at the Yonsei University Institute for North Korean Studies. Welcome to the show, Dr. Bong. Uh, good morning. Good morning to you. We'd like to get your assessment of the scale of North Korea's threat on the region at this point. It's, after all, not the first time the country is testing ballistic missiles. So is this, again, just provocations or a sign of something bigger? Um, I would say that uh, it is a sign of North Korea being North Korean uh, because uh, there are two main reasons for North Korean armed forces to engage in such a massive uh, military provocations this time. The first reason is a military modernization program that North Korean government announced to carry out at least for the uh, next five years uh, with a new development of modern weapons, which was decided in 8th Party Congress in January 2021. So it's North Korea fulfilling its homework of the military modernization. And second reason is that North Korean armed forces need to respond to the you know, joint military exercises between South Korean military and the United States forces because for North Koreans, the Korean War in 1950 has not been over. They need to drive out the American imperialists from the Korean Peninsula. North Korea has also claimed last Thursday's launch was its largest Hwasong-17 uh, uh, ballistic missile. Are these signs that the country is speeding ahead with developing more advanced weapon capabilities? You can say that, but uh, there has been a lot of exaggerations on the part of North Korean armed forces in terms of declaring uh, the capability of the Hwasong missile series that you mentioned, the ICBMs, Mm -hmm. supposedly uh, able to target anywhere inside the United States uh, because North Korea's uh, ICBM has not been really proven perfectly whether it can penetrate the atmosphere and deal with uh, extreme uh, turbulent and high heat when it comes back uh, to the atmosphere from the space and whether it has the reliable accuracy to hit the target inside the United States after a long distance. So we have to wait and see. But North Korea needs to continue ICBM tests in order to you know, overcome all these technological obstacles. Obviously, the U.S., South Korea and the U.N. have all taken very hard-line approaches on North Korea over the years. Will some flexibility at this point help to bring Pyongyang back to the negotiating table when it comes to denuclearization? Uh, That's a great question. Actually, that has been the justification for uh, engagement and conciliatory policies toward North Korea uh, for the past five years uh, under the Trump administration of the United States and the Bunjing government of South Korea. But that conciliatory approach to Pyongyang has not really bore fruits uh, in terms of uh, any improvement of uh, 
denuclearization on the Korean Peninsula or reduction of military tension on the Korean Peninsula. So there is no strong reason for the Biden administration and the Yoon Suk-yeol government of South Korea to try to sell the same horse because they turned out that it was not effective. That is why uh, there has been hardline policy chosen by Washington and Seoul. And just to think, imagine uh, whether North Korea's attitude will be changed for better if Washington and Seoul decide not to carry out the joint military exercises. Will it give Pyongyang enough incentives to change its uh, attitude in favor of denuclearization? Washington and Seoul have concluded no. Mm. All this coming at a time when the the International Atomic Energy Agency uh, late last year highlighted that there were indications that North Korea is preparing for a nuclear test. Now, with the pressure it's facing right now, what is the possibility of us seeing one in the coming months? And what kind of consequences could that bring? Uh, If North Korea is going to conduct another nuclear test, there will be the seventh one. And uh, North Korea already threatened the possibility of another nuclear test last year, Mm -hmm. but it decided not to. uh, Because the most urgent priority for North Korea is not really producing more nuclear bombs, but Mm -hmm. producing reliable delivery mechanisms, like the missiles you mentioned, Mm -hmm. right? Without reliable delivery systems, nuclear bombs are just sitting inside North Korea, not being able to be delivered to the target. So, uh, yes, it is possible that North Korea may conduct another nuclear test for the sake of imposing additional threat to United States and South Korea to succumb to the pressure from North Korea. But the bigger urgency is North Korea to develop missiles targeting Seoul, Tokyo and Washington. So uh, the higher probability would be North Korea conducting, you know, satellite launches Mm. in order to complete its uh, ICBM capability. Now, talking about that, how is it that uh, North Korea is able to finance all these missile tests, given that the country is reportedly facing an agricultural crisis? Definitely. I believe that the Kim Jong-un government must be listening to uh, all the (laughs) advices coming in your program every morning, right? (laughs) It's all about making money. But North Korea's economic system is quite different from the economic system of a country based upon free market capitalism. So North Korean government doesn't need to pay the workers, right? It's a free lunch. Uh, mm. So North Korea can rely upon cheap labor costs. And uh, North Korea's uh, technological uh, progress has been quite high, according to the estimate by you know, CIA of the United States. There, so there are ways. And speaking of the uh, the butter and gun dilemma for North Korean government, I mean, yes, uh, considering the economic difficulties of North Korea, you may think that the North Korean government must prioritize uh, improving the agricultural product. But it does not have the electricity to produce chemical mm-hmm. fertilizer to increase the agricultural production. So rather than trying to solve economic problems with economic means, North Korean government is going all in in developing nuclear bombs and missiles so that by imposing pressure on the United States, South Korea, and Japan with these military means, it is expecting to gain economic concessions from these countries. It's a big gamble. We are in conversation with Dr. Bong Young-shik, research fellow at the Yonsei University Institute for North Korean Studies. Dr. Bong, what would be the impact on businesses in wider Asia? Should we see an escalation of any sort in the Korean Peninsula? 
Yes, but at the same time, there is no alternative to the United States, South Korea, and Japan, but to increase the uh, the missile defense capability and the deterrence capabilities against North Korea, as well as doing something uh, that can be counted on in the context of the you know, escalating military tension between China and the United States. So, yes, the whole situation looks very ugly, but you have to see uh, the re- reality on the ground. China has openly opposed further action by the UN Security Council on human rights abuses in North Korea, although it doesn't seem like there's much to gain on China's part to side with North Korea. How much of that stance underscores the country's spat with the U.S.? Right. Um, China's approach to North Korea is quite complex because China would welcome North Korea you know, being a problem to the United States. It's a strategic rival. So uh, China welcomes what North Korea is doing uh, in the context of strategic competition between China and the United States. At the same time, China is concerned uh, by North Korea being increasingly strategic liability, mm. not strategic assets, but strategic liability to China, because North Korea's provocation have provided the United States as a very good reason and excuse to enlarge its uh, strategic behavior and the security cooperation with South Korea and Japan in the name of Indo-Pacific strategy that targets China. So it's a very delicate balance on the part of China. And speaking of the United States and the United Nations, the United States does not really harbor big hope for what the United Nations might do in terms of restraining North Korea or punishing North Korea because the United States is very mindful of China and Russia as two permanent members in the Security Council. Uh, it can easily exercise their veto powers. Thank you very much for your insights this morning, Dr. Bong. Dr. Bong Yangshik there, research fellow at the Yonsei University Institute for North Korean Studies. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.